The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at theeppodcast.com. And welcome into the EP Podcast. My name is Chris Lanuti. I'm your neighbor and your host for 30 minutes of good in a world of dumb that is the EP Podcast. Although, this show may go over. We kind of overbooked the guests this week. Like, I put out to a bunch of different people like, hey, come on the EP Podcast, and everybody said yes. So we're going to be talking about how to select your high school if you are an 8th grade student or a parent of an 8th grader with Superintendent Tom O'Malley. He's in charge of District 231, which is Evergreen Park High School. I have a couple of lovely ladies sitting down here who can't wait to tell you about their benefit that is back, this time at the American Legion, benefiting Southwest Elementary here in Evergreen Park. It's called Fall Fest, and one of them is your newest village trustee. And Frank Murray from the Evergreen Park Library is down here with so many things going on this week for Halloween. And this jam-packed show is brought to you, as it always is brought to you, by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park, dedicated to supporting our area with great banking tools and friendly service. They are a true community bank down there at 95th and Pulaski, and they provide our neighborhood with customized financial solutions like total access checking, an account with free ATMs nationwide. And when you open up that total access checking account today, you get a $300 bonus. Open online at bankevergreenpark.com slash total access slash EP, $100 required open, requirements to qualify, must use link to apply, member FDIC. Sitting down here with me right now, uh, it's been a little while. We, we've had a little break where we haven't uh, had you down here. Tom O'Malley, superintendent of District 231, that district is one and only school, Evergreen Park Community High School. How are you, Tom? Chris, I'm doing well. It's great to be back here with you. Uh, we appreciate all your support that you provide uh, for the district and the high school and your coverage of the community. You do a great job of keeping the community informed of all the wonderful things going on here in Evergreen Park. So thanks for having me back. Now you're making me blush. I, I appreciate all of that. And uh, it's coming up on the time. And two years ago, we sat down and talked about it because I had uh, my daughter in the eighth grade bouncing around, looking at different school options. Now I got my my son, the second one, is sitting around, bouncing around different school options, and he's going to end up taking two tests in two different places. And one of the places he's going to go take a test at is over at Evergreen Park Community High School, where it's more of a placement test and an entrance exam. But kids right now are out there trying to make a decision about where they want to go. So tell me a little bit about the exam, kind of explain to people what how it works for the high school, maybe in comparison to some of the private schools that are around in the area. I know we've talked before about the fact that your goal is to get every single kid in Evergreen Park into your school, and that's why you have the facilities that you have. And kind of give me a little pitch. I mean, what, why, why should a kid go to EPCHS? Yeah, great question. Um, first, uh, I'll just uh, share the date. Uh, our entrance exam is November 20th at 9. That's on a Saturday. Um, there's no fee for that. So uh, if students are interested in taking that exam from St. John Fisher or Queen of Martyrs or Most Holy Redeemer. Those are our three uh, private school feeder schools. Uh, we would ask them to go online and they can sign up online and then they show up on that Saturday. And really what this exam does for us is it, it, it's one of the components that helps us place students and, and properly schedule them when they come in 
in terms of their academic courses that they're going to take. Now, to address your other question, you know, why should Evergreen students, you know, come to our school? They've got some great options uh, right here, um, all nearby. And, and it's always, that's one of the most difficult decisions that an eighth grader has to make in their life up to that particular point. And what we do is we really encourage parents and students to come in and see what we have to offer. We know that when we get parents into our building and we show them the wonderful things that we do in our high school, it completely changes things for them and it makes it a very difficult decision as to what high school choice their student is going to make. This year we've moved to all freshmen in their core courses, English and math, we've moved to a pre-AP curriculum. That is unique. Uh, we're the only high school in Illinois right now that I'm aware of that has done that. And, and the goal is, and it ties in with the Every Student Succeeds Act, the goal is that by the time a student graduates, they've experienced at least one AP course. And, and this applies to all students. You know, we you have your different tracks of students. You have your AP honors kids, and then you have your other students, and then you have some students that have some special needs. Our goal is to facilitate each student's needs at Evergreen Park, and we have a tremendous amount of resources that we're able to do that. We have a faculty and staff that goes above and beyond to make sure that our students are successful. We're probably the closest thing to a private school that is actually a public high school it, the unique thing is our size. You know, we talk about family a lot in our school. Our, our staff is one big family, but our staff and our student community is one big family. We all look out for one another and, and we make sure that we're providing all the needs of students. Instead of doing a large open house like we would traditionally do, uh, we've pivoted to smaller meet and greets. And, and this is, it's really worked out well. It, it's uh, provided more intimate tours, uh, I'm there, our principal's there, other department chairs are there, we have our coaches there, um, and other academic leaders, and it's a great opportunity for parents and students to really tour our entire campus. And then we sit down and we talk about our curriculum, our academics, our, our 20 plus AP course offerings that we have at Evergreen Park. And then we do a Q&A with parents. We, we want to we remove any barriers that a parent may have as to why they might send their child to Evergreen Park. And so we'll get into the weeds with, with parents and students, and we want to answer any questions or concerns that they may have pertaining to the high school. And it's been very effective. Well, and I'll tell you the experience that we had a couple years ago, and I would imagine it'll be very similar as we go through it now with my son I don't think a lot of parents get the fact that you can go for a long time going through the process of the placement exam, figuring out a class schedule, seeing where your kid would place, understanding if there's extra money. Like we got to a point with my daughter where you guys were going to pay all the fees too, because she had tested so high. And, and you know, that's just me bragging because she's my little girl. But I mean, but we had gotten to that and we had gone through all, that whole process with two different schools and had the ability to let the kids go through the process with both things, which I don't think people understand. I think they think if they go take a placement exam with you, they've made their final choice, when in reality, if a kid is still on the fence, you can let your kid go through both processes 
And really, maybe if the kid is leaning towards going someplace else, they may fall in love with EPCHS. I mean, like that. It, it, it was it was really something I didn't understand until I went through it. I don't know if every parent really gets that. No, that's a good point. Um, the exam is just a, a placement exam, and we would encourage if students, you know, if they're if they're still trying to figure out where they go. And again, this is a tough decision for these youngsters, and, and they really need to process it with their parents. Um, I went through that process. I have eight children and I've gone through it, you know, seven times now and I'll be going through it again next year. I have a seventh grader who will be in eighth grade, you know, and seeing what goes on in all these different settings and and they're all great places. But what we can offer at Evergreen is above and beyond what some of our competitors can offer because we have more resources. You're definitely closer to being what a private school is. And in a lot of ways, there's certain things that you do that a private school still still can't do which I've never noticed in any other public school. Like I, I look, I was originally born in Chicago. People always ask like, did I live in Evergreen Park my entire life? No, I spent the first 20 years of my life in Chicago. I was really close by at 80th and Spalding, you know, right outside Evergreen Park. And now I'm an Evergreen Parker. And I've been here for almost half my life now. But I, I know what it was like when I was in high school because the public schools didn't come anywhere close to the private schools. The private schools were outclassing Chicago public high schools leaps and bounds. It's not the case though with your school. Your school is highly competitive on even basis. And sometimes it's above in certain areas, which is impressive. Yes. uh, We focus on academics and every year we're reviewing our curriculum and we're adding new things. We're striving to get better, to improve, to see what we need to do, to make adjustments. We're we're a very student-centered school. A lot of the things that we do come from direct feedback from our students in a number of ways. We added a year ago uh, a Mustang Idea period, which was a a resource period for students to utilize during the middle of the day. And that came out of direct conversations and and what the need was for students. That's awesome. Well, you guys have a lot to offer over there. Uh, I'm sure you can rattle off your website real quick. Sure. Our website is www.evergreenpark.org, and you'll see any and every piece of information that you need. And and if there's something on there that you don't see, don't hesitate to call us. Um, We'll facilitate, you know, if if the meet and greet dates don't work for you and you want a a tour, we will facilitate uh, individual tours at any time. So we, we... really want our community to come in and see what we have to offer. So many times people just drive by and they just see the outside building, but it, their whole perspective changes once they come inside and see what we have to offer. Tom O'Malley from EPCHS, thanks so much. Chris, thank you so much for having us and thanks for all your support uh, continuously. We appreciate it. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service. These are the things that Country Financial stands for. They're more than just an office you may pass by as you drive through Evergreen Park. They're neighbors who lend a helping hand and support the fabric of your community, including charitable organizations, sports, financial education, and civic organizations. And since Country is already your neighbor, they want to get together and chat. Call your local Country Financial representative, Mike Thauer, today at 708 425 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. It's now time for your EP podcast, Word on the Street. So much going on for Halloween week. 
so let's get to it. First thing, Tuesday, the 26th, 4 p.m. until 5.30, bring the kids over to Evergreen Park Community High School, park in the parking lot, get out, big event, music, fun, candy, dress them up, and get them rolling on Trick or Treat this Tuesday. Thursday and Friday, also over at the high school, the musical Clue. 216 possible endings. It's a really cool idea with audience participation. Five to $6 per person, depending on your age. Starts at 7 p.m. on Thursday and Friday over at the high school. Friday night, 6 p.m. to 7.30 at 50 Acre Park. There is the big Halloween parade for kids up to the age of 11 with their parents. You got a costume parade, a pumpkin patch, refreshments, haunted hayride, goodie bags for the kids, pumpkin decorating. The barn is open for you to go see the animals. On Saturday, October the 30th, the EP Podcast will be out there along with many other nerds for Fantasy Fest, 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. at the Evergreen Park Senior Center, 9547 South Holman Avenue. Little cosplay, some board games, a film program. Folks playing D&D all day long. And then on Sunday, Halloween and the Halloween hours for Evergreen Park are noon until 8 p.m., Kids have to have an adult with them from 6 to 8 p.m., but the thing starts at noon. Buy your candy in bulk this year in the EP. Joining me back at the Nine Foot Homemade Oak Bar, he is the director of the Evergreen Park Public Library. He's already had a festival named after him called Frank Fest, and his softball team eliminated mine about a month ago. Uh, how did you guys do the rest of that tournament, Frank Murray? You still haven't got over that yet, Chris, no, have you? No, 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 I haven't gotten over it. Frank, I was not a very good athlete. Like, I never played high school sports. I was in the marching band, right? So when something good happens for me, I like to toot my own horn. So in that game, my team had a rough time. Like, they couldn't get a hit, right? And in the fourth inning, the first hit and run scored was who, Frank? Who was the guy that all of a sudden broke up the shutout because your team would have shut us out if not for one guy. Yeah, sitting, I'm looking. I'm looking at the box score right sitting, now. Was it Chris Lanuti? It was. was, that, it was yeah, that was Chris Lanuti. There. Yeah. It, was, it was that guy. You don't even remember my hit. You're terrible. You know what? <laughs> we did. We did better. We did one more better than the White Sox. We won one. Yeah, game. you won one game. We won yeah, one game. It was. It was good. Yeah, I, I stuck around and watched your second game of that tournament, and um, that was, that wasn't that good. Did yeah. not go no, well for no, you. No, didn't. not at all. It did. All right. So uh, what's going on Halloween week here at the Evergreen Park Public Library? Because I expect that you have a lot going on. Yeah, we got a lot going on, and especially what we're doing uh, special this year, we have a costume story walk where we're going to be out at Yukich Fields on uh, Saturday, October 30th. It's at 11 a.m., and we're just it's going to be a story time, and then we're going to do a costume parade. Kids come dressed up, ready to have some fun. Is this that thing? I, I want to say that I went and did one of these about a, about a year or so ago. You're basically walking the grounds at Yukich. It's in between where the fields are, like the, dime, the the baseball diamonds and the parking lot area that they have, the farmer's market, right. and 87th Street. It's actually mm-hmm. further north on the northern end of Yukich Field, and you have these things where people walk around. There's almost like storyboards, yeah. and there's little things where you get to different spots, and, and it's almost like going on like a little adventure with the book. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And those are those are strategically placed around Yukich Field, um, so we're going to be parading around that area. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's and that, awesome. that story walk's a separate thing that we've teamed up with the uh, Library Foundation. They sponsor that, and uh, 
make it happen. So each season it changes. Each so quarter. is that like a Halloween one right now? Is that basically it's what a you're fall? Doing? It's fall a fall one? theme. Yeah. All right, cool. And then there's like, but the costumes too. So costumes, if you wanna... costumes. Kids come dressed, ready to have fun. I am a big proponent of get those kids in the costume more than once because it's such a pain in the butt to get them together. And when you have little kids like that, this is one of those holidays. And I tell me, tell me if you have any different thoughts on it. But this is one of those holidays. Kids grow out of quicker than you think. They get to a point basically when they're like in the fifth grade where they just want to run around and shoot silly string at each other. Okay. And when they're in the seventh grade, then, then they're throwing eggs. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like, eggs and shaving. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like yeah. it, it moves on really quickly for kids. So get them in that costume and do all this stuff while you can. And they want to be in the costume. My son is going as Mario this year and he's uh, at least three days out of the week. He's in his, he's in his Mario <laughs> outfit. <laughs> So yeah, he he will he's gonna have some fun. Awesome, for sure. awesome. Yeah. What else you got yeah. going on? Well, uh, going on in November, starting up in November uh, for kids, uh, grades one through five, we have art exploration. It's going to be a weekly series on Wednesdays, uh, November third, tenth, seventeenth, and twenty fourth. That's at six p.m. Kids are going to be learning basket weaving, uh, bead weaving. They're going to make a corn husk doll, and uh, the last one is. Cornhus doll. I mean, you say Cornhus doll, and immediately I think of some evil Cornhus doll from a Stephen King book. Yeah, I knew that's you what, were I mean, the bring moment that you said up. that, I was like, ugh, creepy. I knew you were going to bring that up, and that's probably <laughs> what we're going for. Maybe less creepy, it's but, creepy. but more Thanksgiving. <laughs> like it's like the murder Cornhus doll. It's like Children of the Corn. That's the first thing I pictured. Not that. Not more, that. More Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. So, so we got we got the, we got that going on, and with the holidays coming up too. Uh, Thanksgiving and, um, you know, Christmas and whatnot, we're doing, we kind of had a couple of themes with EP cares Okay. where we're, uh, on two, uh, Thursday, November 4th from five 30 to seven 30, we're going to be making cards for hospitalized kids. And we're going to be creating those holiday cards and we're teaming up with a Chicago organization called cards for hospitalized kids. So all those cards will be that we make, will go towards that. And then on Saturday, November 20th, we're calling it Catterday. C as yeah, yeah I'm, I'm trying to yeah, figure out what you're doing there. On, yeah. right right yeah catterday it's it's for dogs and cats we're going to be making toys for dogs and cats you thought there. dogger day sounded stupider than catterday well huh? i didn't i didn't come up with it but <laughs> catterday sounds good to me <laughs> catterday sounds good but yeah we're going to be making uh making toys for sheltered animals at the anti-cruelty society in chicago right. and then we're also doing thanksgiving for all food drive and that's that's going to be starting up here on the 25th uh, from October 25th through November 8th. Folks can drop off non-perishable items at our children's desk and all donations are going to be going to the village pantry. That's awesome. And I know that, the, you know, the village pantry, we've had them on so many times and they tell us that it, it really makes a difference when other groups are getting in there and they're all like they're doing things at different times of the years and, the, and, the, and it kind of keeps the thing moving. They do great work over there. They really do. I know during the pandemic, they were called upon more than I think they'd ever been called upon. And uh, they've done just an excellent job over there. So that's a that's a big deal that you're helping them out. Let me, let me ask you a question here about you know, is getting back to Halloween week. Is the library a location? I guess it's a Sunday, so probably not. That would give out candy if a kid showed up there. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to be open. We're open Sundays. Chris, nice segue. You didn't even. Yeah, you set me that up. You set that up for I'm me pretty easily. You are. Yeah, you yeah. are. Yeah. So we're back open on Sundays from twelve to four, and definitely the library will be a location for candy. We'll have we'll have tons of candy. All right, you give out good candy? 
like full size candy bars, right? With yeah, the we're not, we're not giving out any toothpaste or anything like right. that. But I mean, like I'm saying, even... I'm saying like full size candy bars, right? Because you guys, I mean, it's that it's that it, you got that library budget. That's exactly the, big, the right? library budget. So we hand out the fun size parts. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we will definitely have candy there Good. for sure. Okay, there's candy sure. at the library. So when Halloween. you're in that area, like if you're in that neighborhood, <laughs> don't skip the library. Go over there and uh, pick up some candy and probably some cash. Yeah, handing out cash. There we go. <laughs> there's more. And there's more holiday stuff. Um, we're doing Don't every... get into Christmas yet. We're too far away from Christmas. We'll do Christmas when we I got to give this plug because it's happening what? early. What? Our, our yearly holiday portraits. Jenna Hart Wisniewski does a fantastic job with right. professional photos. We got you set up in our quiet reading room against the the backdrop of the fireplace. And it says here it's only 25 bucks for all your photos, and it goes to the Library Foundation. So that's not a bad deal at all. The only thing, you got to make sure you register, that because we have limited spaces. So make sure you register. register. It's Saturday, November 27th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. And on Sunday, November 28th, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. So especially on Sunday, because we don't open till 12, make sure you register for those early hours. And with a special caveat for the Sunday hours from 9 to 12 before we open, we're going to allow some pets to come in if you want to include them in your family. Oh, awesome. Uh, now, do you, do you sign up online on the website? Do you have to go in? Yep. Either way. You can either give us a call, 708-422-8522, or go to evergreenparklibrary.org. Uh, Park yeah, yeah, sign up. Register yeah. online. Yeah, I, I was ready with that. I was just going to cut you off and throw on the website. <laughs> nice. He's got to let me steer the ship, okay, buddy? He's I'm sorry, I'll back up. No, don't I'll worry about it. All right, so up. we've got kids walking around Yukich Field. We've got uh, we've got making weird corn figurines that may come to life. You're handing out cash on Halloween. There's a lot we've learned so far. What else is going on? They're all going to be taking place virtually via Zoom, but our big one is New York Times bestselling author uh, Chris Bajalian. He's uh, promoting his new book, The Hour of the Witch. And he's going to be coming live to us via Zoom. Um, and we're actually teaming up with a bunch of area libraries to bring him to everybody. But uh, So he's really going to be one of those things that. where it's virtual. Yeah, it's online. It's on virtual. Zoom thing. Okay. Yep. And then in person and also via Zoom, we're going to have Lori Raider Day. She's going to be promoting her new book, Death at Greenway. We're really excited to have her uh, in the library as well as, of, as well as virtual. You got a murder books, it sounds like here. You got witches and death and everything. It's that time of year, Chris. I you know. know. It's the Halloween. All right, uh, yeah, Day obviously. of the Dead, you right, know. Right, it, that's okay. all going on. And then we also have uh, Cynthia Paleo coming Tuesday, November 16th. She's also going to be via Zoom promoting her book, uh, Children of Chicago. I haven't read it yet, but it sounds pretty cool. It's a, it's a little... Uh, Ode to fairy tales mixed in with Chicago. All right, you got to finish me off with a big one then. All right, big Come one. On, so big we're one. really give me, excited. Give me a big one. We just uh, we just got received word that we're going to be awarded two different grants. Uh, so you see, library. you're getting that big library. We're money. getting we're getting yeah. the library money. All yeah, right. we're very excited. The first one's from the Illinois State Public, uh, the Illinois State Library. They're expanding digital access grant. We're getting over just over nine thousand dollars, and what we're going to do with it, we're going to purchase some laptops and make them available for people to check out and take home with them. Oh, wow. Yeah. And that's, it works perfectly with our, our hotspot lending program and our tablet lending program, but this will be a first from us. And we realize the need of people that need access yeah, to this I think equipment. You're nuts. I'm going to tell you right now, I think you're nuts. You're handing a laptop out 
and you're letting people bring it to their house and God knows what it's going to be used for. Chris, we trust everybody. Oh my goodness. I think you're nuts. <laughs> like, so, like, I think, hey. like you just, you said that idea. Did you see the look on my face? Like, oh, Frank, hey, Frank, hey. have you, do you have enough legal forms to have people fill out before you give Chris them this advice? Chris leans back and starts shaking like, his head. That, no way. <laughs> this seems like a bad idea. Every IT person listening to this show just said, are you insane? Hey, we, we're, we're always looking for new ways. And we, there are, there are many other public libraries that do the same thing already right and have had nothing but great things to say about the program so all right we know we know what the overall goal is to get the get our ep residents that need access to this technology this equipment get it in their hands so they can use it and uh you know apply for a job do some research whatever it might be look so. at unscrupulous websites yeah all that stuff you know i get muscle aches all the time i've gone from being able to do whatever i want to and not feeling any pain to basically getting pain for any kind of physical activity Good news, there's a local family-owned Southside business that provides a CBD topical that will not break the bank. Creaky Bone Balm offers concentrated relief for creaky bones. It is an effective hemp-based CBD in a rejuvenating balm. And guess what? It's made in small batches, always free of preservatives, and all natural ingredients. It's great for muscle aches, tension, inflammation, joint pain, you can even use it for skin ailments like burns and dry, cracked skin. Right now, go to creakybone.com and use the promo code BASEMENT. Get 20% off your order. And now check out the new 2,500 milligram balm with reduced pricing on their classic balms. Right now at creakybone.com. Sitting down here at the 9-Foot Homemade Oak Bar, we have two wonderful ladies who are part of the organization putting on this year's Southwest Elementary's Fall Fest. Jeannie Olson and Noreen Hayes are sitting down here. How are you, ladies? We're good. How are you, Chris? I'm good. Quite jolly today. Quite jolly. <laughs> All right. So you got suckered into coming on the EP podcast. Uh, you had you had a friend. Thanks, eh? Yeah. She she originally reached out. She wanted to see whether or not we could we could be a part of it in some way. We're gonna we're gonna do a sponsorship. We're gonna be one of the sponsors of it. Uh, we're gonna give some stuff away at it. Thank and you. so that's kind of the plan. And then I was like, oh, come on the show and tell everybody about Fall Fest. And she immediately threw the two of you under the bus. <laughs> is that is that pretty much how this that happened? That is exactly how it happened. Accurate. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is an accurate. <laughs> she statement. may have bribed us a little. Oh, you got bribed? Maybe a little. Maybe a little bit. All right. So tell me a little bit about Fall Fest. What is it? Because I had a kid at Southwest for one year and it just happened to be during a pandemic last year. Right. So I never experienced Fall Fest. So tell me about it. So Fall Fest goes back to 2014. It is the only fundraiser that Southwest does. So we do not ask our parents to buy things. We don't ask them to, uh, you know, help out with popcorn sales. It is one event where we ask our community to join us and have fun and have fun. I mean, it's it's uh, it's you know music, it's uh, beer, it's food, it's your Southwest. You had me a beer, Jeannie. You, you had right, you said right, right, right. I was in. I was like, ah, this yeah. sounds like a blast. It's more importantly, it's our companionship. It it is. It, it was originally when we put this together. Noreen and I, um, I think, were down here talking to you because we were one of the founding uh, members of the. Ball Fest Committee back in 2014, and it was a bunch of moms uh, who came together to say, "Um, let's do something that could maybe raise money, but more importantly, get the community together. So it started out at Jacob's Well. It started out as a craft beer tasting and a chili cook-off, and we had such a remarkable Turnout. um, turnout. We had teachers show up. We had the principals show up. 
We had family members. Family members. It was... People who didn't go to Southwest. So originally it wasn't something that the school was even affiliated with. You guys came up with this idea in support of the school. And then you were like, oh my goodness, the people who actually work at the school showed up to the first event. Yeah. So it was a PTA event. Prior to... Right now we're called a booster, but we were a PTA. So it was a PTA-driven sponsored event. So it did, the original goal was to bring in the community, but also the staff and admin and teachers and that sort of thing. So it was with the idea of helping the school. Yeah. So that, that's kind of how it started. Um, and, and it, it started kinda, out really just a bunch of moms sitting around at someone's dining room table. Right. Drinking just, some wine. Yeah, drinking I was going to say. Drinking, drinking some wine. You know. Yeah. I was actually just going to say like having a couple glasses of water, I'm yeah. sure. It was water, maybe, maybe a little checked mix, but yeah, yeah mostly water Maybe for sure. like, you know, like a cup of milk, you know, <laughs> right. a couple of cookies, something like that. Yeah. I'm sure there was no alcohol yeah. involved. But you guys came up with this idea, and then it's grown. So where is it now? Like, what's the location? How big does it get? How many people show yeah. up for this? So uh, pre-COVID, the last year we had it was 2019. We uh, moved it to the American Legion. So we're over there on Kedzie. Um, they were pretty supportive with us as far as being a sponsorship and helping us out. So we we moved the event over there. Um, and they have a great facility over there. It is. It is great. And they're really easy to work with. They have that bar attached. So when the event ends, everyone kind of moves over to the bar. Um, but last year it was, or the 2019, we um, were up to over 250 people. And that was the highest. It was a remarkable turnout. We had a band. We had raffles. We had food. Um, we made over $20,000 for the school. Wow. Yeah, and um, all of that goes directly back to the school. So it is, um, you know, every dollar earned goes back to help the kids and the teachers. So this year we returned to the American Legion. We took the year off because of COVID, and it is November 5th at American Legion, 7 to 11 p.m. November the 5th over at the American Legion, and... Give me the details, uh, tickets. People probably, do they have to buy them in advance? Are they more so if they can. show up at the door? How does it uh, work? Both. If you want to buy them in advance, it is uh, $35 per person that gets you in the door with um, uh, beer and food. There is a bar open if you want to get your uh, fancy cocktails. But 35 in, uh, if you're a Southwest parent or even if you're a D124 parent, you can get the form on the digital backpack, which most D124 parents know. So people who are not from Southwest can still come Absolutely. to the event and have a good we time. But it, it. it goes to benefit Southwest. Yes. Not all the schools, just, just Southwest. No, yeah. that, that is a good point. It does benefit Southwest, but we would welcome the community. We actually try to reach out to get non-Southwest parents to come and hang out. And, and we do get a few, um, you know, year after year, a few that do come. So I always, I always laugh though. I mean, like, cause everybody, it's, it's funny with the schools cause there's one in every quadrant and they're all separated by, you know, a major street. And we've talked about this on the show before it becomes four distinct areas of Evergreen Park that sometimes don't mingle as much as you really wish that they would mingle. But then you have events and you know, people cross people cross over the border we do, you know? we do have they, some quad crossing over <laughs> and i do. think that's one of the things that we're like the happiest about with fall fest is we had such huge support from like the principal patty bogdan and other schools we did have and we even had a couple board members come one time mm-hmm. that's awesome yeah. and you guys have a you have a raffle ticket uh that you're selling for 25 bucks first place is a grand that is correct it's a solid g and then it looks like there's a second and, and third place winner as well so they would buy that i would assume at the fest right yeah again if you're a southwest uh parent you can get those through the school um the boosters can help you out with securing those ahead of time but we will have raffle tickets at 
uh, the event. So bring your money then and uh, you can pay at the door. I think it is a little bit more. It goes up to, I believe, $40. I think it's 35 35 30 30 before 35 at the door uh before i let both of you out of here especially Jeannie, i've got to bring it up because she's sitting down here we've talked on the phone before but you are the newest trustee in evergreen park correct so i am you're gonna have to get used to the ep podcast because like marzullo and anderson those two trustees (laughs) they're supposed to be on next episode so i mean like this is a thing now so welcome welcome into the ep podcast well thank you marzullo likes to talk a little so i don't i'm not uh surprised he likes to do a podcast here and there (laughs) (laughs) what is it like so far for you basically you had to apply for the position you were picked out of a group of candidates you become a trustee and the next time there's an election, you'll have to go through your first election. Yes. You'll have to go through all that. So I know you're settling into all these different ideas. It's a whole new world for you. But a lot of people, I don't think, know very much about you or even yep. know what you're, you know, what it's like for you. So what has it been like? Just give me a picture of what it's been like in the early months here since you got in this position. So it's a lot of just getting my feet wet, to be yeah. quite honest. Um, I love to be involved in Evergreen. And I thought this was like a next step that I could do just to kind of stay um, involved and give back to the community. I am born and raised in Evergreen. Um, lived born over, and brewed. Born, yeah. So in raising my family here now, and I, I love everything about Evergreen and I would, I'm just here to, to give back. So it's been a lot of learning. Um, I am, you know, the new guy in the group and uh, I'm, I sit back and I've, they've been very helpful, though. Um, Norm actually lives on my block. So if I if I need to reach out, I have that block someone. must get whatever it wants done, done immediately. <laughs> you got multiple trustees. The first block. Snowstorm. No, we listen, are no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> listen, I'm telling you, right? Right, Noreen? Like, yeah. This is like the block that immediately gets a plow. There's uh-huh. a small pothole opens up. There's an entire worker out there. I bet you everything gets fixed on that yeah, block immediately. I'm, I'm low man on that tone of hole, man. I, <laughs> no, gotta, I gotta wait. But, um, no, but Norm's there. But Norm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no, everyone has been, I mean, I, you know, Carol, Kyle, just, I can reach out to her whenever. They're all very helpful um, a lot of learning that I need to do. So um, we, we have to say, Jeannie was an excellent choice for the job, and she's well loved in Evergreen. <laughs> so she might love Evergreen, but Evergreen loves her too. Well, Noreen's my biggest cheerleader, so thank you. I, I might be one of her biggest advocates. <laughs> well, she also she was just on the show, and if people missed it, like what was it a couple of weeks ago when you were doing the homeless veteran drive, and you were the person that was she's one of non-stop. the two that was behind that as well. So you've been really involved in stuff. Yeah. And so yeah. it was. It's funny. I think you're the first person that is involved somewhere in politics here in Evergreen Park now as a trustee whose original appearance on this show had nothing to do with that, that because is, you were doing yeah. something else and you I were was. on the show. That, so yeah. so that, I, I was thinking about that when you were coming down here. I'm like, I've had her on now. This is the second time. And it's never been in a role of trustee because you're running all these different events. Right. Yeah. Which I love doing. And it's She's good at it. And it, and it, and it helps the community. It does. And it helps. It's Southwest. It helps, you know, those veterans that we talked about. So I... Yeah, like I said, this was a, a natural kind of progression, and, and we'll see where it goes. I have two years to backfill for uh, Kelly Burke's vacancy, as she's now the mayor. So um, hopefully— Then you're in a campaign. Did you listen to the last election season on the EP podcast? It got oh, interesting. did I? Yeah. <laughs> yes! I'm, I'm a regular listener of the podcast, <laughs> and when I was listening to a particular podcast with one of the candidates, I almost fell off my chair. Well, I'm, I, just, I'm just saying, it gets really interesting. I never thought elections could be so interesting until I was actually covering one. So I'm looking, you know, you might be like, hey, I can wait for that to happen. I can't wait for the next one. If I, if it just, if I get a tenth of what it was like the first time, it'll be great I don't listening. know if it'll be that interesting unless a particular person <laughs> runs again, and maybe they will. I don't know. Um, but, All right. Well, listen, yeah. we have... 
The Southwest Bulldog Boosters 8th Annual Fall Fest. It's Friday, November the 5th. It starts at 7 p.m. It goes until 11. It's at 9701 South Kedzie Avenue over at the American Legion. You hear their ad right at the beginning of the EP podcast. They're great people over there. they got a great facility. 30 bucks a person, 35 at the door. Uh, that includes your beer, your wine, your appetizers. There's also a bar that's open if you want to get something fancier. There's raffles. There's gift baskets. There's an awful lot of fun. And it is all for the children, correct? Yes. 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 And, Everything and, do we do is for the kids. And, and, and Noreen was like motioning, what? And you two will be there too? And yes, Jeannie yeah. and Noreen. Make sure that I tell you that, that price. Noreen and Jeannie will be there as well. <laughs> Thank you. Now you gotta go. Another show is wrapped up. Another show's in the books. Another show is wrapped up. And then by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. And we'll see you next week. And the nude is Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and it's in the books. Another show is wrapped up, another show is wrapped up, and by the looks, it's gonna be a good one. Nudie's Basement, broadcast, Basement, the Nudie's Basement, the Broad Basement. Slancha. The EP Podcast. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at the eppodcast.com.